What is up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And I just wanted to remind you that if you are a podcast listener to the Classic Metal Show or Aftershocks or the Shockwave Skull Sessions, which you all should be, you can now get all three in one location. That's right, one location. It is on the CMS Podcast Network. That's right. Just go to anchor.fm slash CMSPN, as in CMS Podcast Network. Just go there. Make sure you subscribe. No matter which platform you're using, there's links to all of them there, whether it's Apple or Pocket Casts or Breaker or CastBox or whatever. Whatever you use, it is there. So get yourself subscribed to the CMS Podcast Network, and you will get three, I mean three, great shows all in one location. So do it today. Subscribe to the CMS Podcast Network. That is anchor.fm slash CMSPN. Do it! Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Aftershocks on AftershocksPodcast.com. And today we've got drummer and guitarist. You know, it sounds weird saying drummer and guitarist, uh, but we got a drummer and guitarist. He's from Brazil's modern rock sensation, Ego Kill Talent. And some of you may also know his name from his time playing in the almighty Sepultura, Mr. Jean Dolabella. Jean, how's it going? Thanks for coming on today. What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, good to be here, man. Awesome, man. Thanks well, yeah, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, so um, I know we were just talking about before we started this a little bit about the pandemic. And obviously, you know, you guys were were riding high, you know, pretty pretty nicely before the pandemic hit. I mean, you know, and yeah. since you guys, you know, since you guys started uh the band, I mean you've you guys have shared, you know, the, the bills with names like Foo Fighters and Queens yes. of Stone Age and and you guys were obviously scheduled to do the I know the Metallica the worldwide uh, worldwide tour, uh, yes. right? That was supposed to come out this December. So, but um, but you know, you guys are not slowing down. You've got a a good, you know, nice kick ass new single called "The Call." I see you guys uh, made a video for that a couple months ago. And from what I've yeah. read, you guys also have a new album that's in the works as well. Um, so, other than the single, tell us a bit about what the band's been up to. You know, during the pandemic, and are you guys planning on releasing that new full length uh, anytime soon? Yeah. Well, we, as you said, you know, we had this just great year ahead of us before, you know, we had like a lot, a lot of plans and we, we had this tour with Metallica. We had a bunch of shows with System of a Down. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to play all the main uh, festivals in Europe, you know, uh, like Rock and Ring, Rock and Park, uh, Rock and Rio in, um, in uh, Portugal again. Um you know, and um, all this happened and, you know, changed, changed, I mean, the world <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, like you said, we're, we're not, we, we didn't stop, you know, we were just like, we, 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 we were away from each other for like three to four months and uh, just, you know, talking and chatting over phone and, and video and um, just trying to, you know, get a good plan to start dealing with this you know because there's no other way around you know like uh we're gonna have to reinvent ourselves and reinvent you know the way the uh entertainment is gonna 
uh, you know, from now on, we're going we're gonna to have to change everything. It's already changing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're doing this like that right now. Uh, like yeah. A lot of, like, you know, live shows, so on, like on the internet, like Instagram and YouTube lives, stuff like that, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, we had this just great, great like great, great shows for this year. And uh, we, 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 last year we recorded our record over the, you know, 606, which is uh, the Foo Fighters studio. Mm-hmm. And that was a crazy experience, you know, to, to, to start the, the, the year, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we had the, the, the record uh, ready to go. And then um, we played Rock and Rio and we had all these uh, shows with Metallica and, and everything else that I just said. Um, but now, now is about, you know, just, as I said, just putting a plan together to just to deal with it, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. so we've just released the call. Uh, it's been pretty nice, a very good response, you know, um, three songs, actually. We, we, this mm-hmm. is the, the third single we released for this album. And, um, it, it, that, that is already, uh, a change of plans. You know, we, 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 we were thinking about maybe to, uh, just put out like a couple of singles and then the record, that was the, the, the idea before, you know, mm-hmm. but since everything, uh, since that, that the pandemic happened, we kind of changed a little bit the plans and now we're like doing like singles and probably we'll do more, more, a little more of that, you know, like maybe, uh, a few more singles and then the record, you know? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I also saw that you that you got some big name drummers in the metal world that'll be on the record as well. You got jo- John Dolmayan from System of a Down, and then you know you got Roy Mayorgo who's Roy, played with yeah. pretty much everybody in the world. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is cool. So I mean, but it's interesting too because you never really see many guest drummers on a band's records. It's mostly you know guitarists <laughs> and vocalists, you know, all yeah. the time. But uh, obviously, you know, you're a famous drummer, so I'm going to assume that they're going to be playing on songs that you're playing guitar on. Am I correct on that? Yeah. That's, that's the funny thing about this band, man, because we are we're two, we're two drummers in the band. It's me yeah. and Rafael. Uh-huh. So, uh, if I'm playing the guitar, he's playing the drums. If I'm playing the drums, he usually play, he's playing the bass or the guitar. And, um, <laughs> and it's funny because it, I mean, it's, we already have two drums in the band and then we, we call like two other, ba- two yeah. other drums to come <laughs> over and play. So it's funny, <laughs> but, uh, John Domayan, he's playing one of the songs and I'm playing the guitar and, uh, Rafael is playing the bass on that mm-hmm. one. And Roy, he came to do, uh, he brought, he brought over to the studio, this really old, uh, drum machine. Okay. And he, he did like this cr- crazy intro that we had. It's like the, uh, uh, like a, uh, drum beat in the beginning he so he programmed that in there and uh yeah we just we hang hang out for a little bit and uh yeah he's such a nice guy man i mean we've, we've been friends for a long time he 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 was actually the the first guy who joined sepultura i mean he played for like a month mm-hmm. as soon as Igor left he came in and the, the, he did a month of, the, of touring and then i jumped in and, and joined the band and stayed okay. there for five years yeah sure yeah. now John, I've seen you play with Sepultura. Really? It takes me uh, in Cleveland on on All what right, is man. my my absolute. I was going to bring this up later. I'll bring it up now. <laughs> my absolute favorite record that you guys have in the Derek era is Alex. And, awesome, man. That's and cool. I really, truly believe that that record is, you're always going to have the purists. They're going to point to KSAD and Arise. Yes. And I will put Alex right there. Really, man. That's awesome. That's good to hear, man. 
Thank you. <laughs> the band itself, and, and you were part of two of these three, the band was just on a killer three-record run with Alex and Dante and then Kairos right behind yeah, it. Yeah, And it has, as a fan, just as a Sepultura fan, I, I've been, Derek's from Cleveland, I'm from Cleveland. So oh, I, yeah. kinda, yeah. I always kind of had that connection anyway <laughs> to where I was always going to give them, you know, fly the flag of Cleveland. <laughs> it's driven awesome. me, it has driven me nuts for these 18 years or whatever it's been that the first thing out of everybody's mouth is, well, it's not max. It's not max. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, I know. Such bullshit. And so many people have missed so much good metal. Yeah. You know, whether it was the stuff you were on or the stuff that other people have played on. Uh-huh. I'm curious for you as somebody that was in the band. Mm-hmm. How do you guys deal with that when when you put out a record and you know it kills, and uh-huh. the first thing you see is the press saying, "Well, it's not Max and Igor." Or it's <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, the, everybody in the band they're used to it, you know, because it's just, I mean, metal fans they're so like true, like uh, you know, so honest and and uh, true, like pure love about the the band and everything that the band went through, you know. So it's just. I know, I know it's hard. I mean, I've, I've been there, you know, I've, I've, I used to be a fan, you know, before, and mm-hmm. uh, I remember when, when uh, Max left the band, I remember that, that I felt, you know, like, oh man, what now, you know, what's going to happen? And I'm, I'm from uh, Belo Horizonte too, not from Belo Horizonte. I, I, I was born in a, in a city uh, close, but it's also Minas Gerais, which they state that, you know, Sepultura is from. And uh, so it was, it was pretty like, it was intense, and, and but I mean, since I'm a, I'm a musician and uh, um, I've worked with a bunch of other uh, artists, and and I know uh, like from inside how it goes, and uh, so I, I I I had you know a lot of respect for the band, of course, and uh, I knew that that uh, Derek was a a great a great singer, and uh, after I saw the first show with him, uh, I mean, while I was a uh, before when I was a fan of the band. It was great, man. I knew that that guy was, you know, he he he's a he's such a killer singer, man. That guy's really amazing. He's such a nice, you know, professional and a sure. really really awesome guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is, you know. Like the metal fans, they're just they're just <laughs> like that. And uh, and uh, yeah. we dealt with it pretty fine, you know. I mean, um, I remember having like you know doing some interviews and people asking about that and. Uh, but we never took it like in a bad way or, you know, or fight sure. about it or anything like that. It was just always, you know, it's cool, man. I mean, it's your opinion, you know. Right. It's no, fine. I hear you. Yeah. Well, the one thing I have to wonder about this band is, like I said, I've seen you play. And having seen you play, I can't for the life of me figure out why you would need anybody else to play drums in your band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. I mean. That happened so naturally with us because um, Rafael, I know him for a long time. Actually, we met. Yeah, I met with Tel and Rafael. Um, they 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 used to play this band called Sayoa, and uh, the first the first show that I did in, uh, in Brazil with Sepultura in Rio, they were the opening act, mm-hmm. and um, so that's how I met them. This long time ago, in two thousand six, and. Um, Rafael is an amazing drummer, man. He's really, really awesome. He has his own way of playing. And uh, when when we when he joined the band, uh, Eagle Q Talent wasn't even like a band. We we were just uh, guys, you know, uh, just hanging out and talking about life and you know, philosophizing about about life and stuff. And we had the idea 
I mean, we were jamming and doing some some you know riffs here and there, and uh, uh, just uh, but it, it wasn't it wasn't like something like oh let's have a band you know it was just like jamming with friends, and then when Hafa joined, um, I, I I played the guitar also for a long time you know and um, and I had some some riffs and some ideas and I started playing he he started playing the drums uh, naturally you know and then we 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 just started like building this thing uh just like we, we thought you know why why not use this as a feature you know like as as a you know as something that the band the band can just be like that you know and uh it was it was pretty hard in the beginning but not 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 hard uh, musically but just like to figure out the the, the right way of doing it you know sure but it was it, now now that we're used to it and uh it's been i mean it's two records already and it's it's such a rich thing, man. I mean, to think about it, when I think about it now, it's like it gives you so much more depth for, uh, you know, when you're writing a song because it, it's a different perspective. You know, if I'm if I'm playing the drums, even though I'm a musician and I played, uh, I've played with a bunch of people, like a lot of uh, genres and I've been playing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I know how to, you know, deal with the whole, Thing when I'm writing, I'm listening to the guitars as well. I'm listening to the melodies, to the vocals, and everything else. Even, but even though I'm doing that, it's it's a different perspective because you're looking at the band from the the drums, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, even though I'm I'm, I'm hearing, hearing everything, I'm I'm playing as a as a drummer. And when I'm I'm playing a riff, I'm doing the same thing with the guitar. And and Rafael plays the drum, and he does like different things. Even though we play really alike and we play heavy it's a heavy style of playing he has his own uh, perspective of you know ideas and, and it's really rich man and it's it's really nice it, great it, experience it sounds completely confusing as far as the <laughs> writing though because the yeah. you know that i mean do you think when, when you're writing music i'm do you write as a guitar player do you write as a drummer do you write That's, for yourself yeah as a yeah guitar player for or, yeah, that's yeah. that's the the coolest thing, man. Because we all learned how to deal with the uh, with the writing process. As um, it's like the main goal is to have a good song, man. So it doesn't matter who is playing what. Right. And this is such a nice thing because it, and and it goes even to the name of the band because like it's almost like you have to to left your to leave your ego outside the door because mm-hmm. you know that feeling like when you write something and then. You sort of own that thing, and, and, and you don't want anyone to say that it's bad or mm-hmm. it's sure. this or that. Sure, yeah. So with this band, since we don't have like a specific guy who plays each instrument, it's really like it doesn't matter. So we're we're doing whatever we can, you know, uh, whatever we can possibly do to to make it better, to make it good, you know. So it's really interesting, man. It's really a rich uh, process, you know. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Jean, you know, I mean, you know, typically, you know, Brazil, I mean, is known outside of, you know, the country and content. They're really known for their great extreme metal and rock bands. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. Sepultura being the biggest. And, of course, yeah. you know, like I said, you remember with them for a while. But also you had bands over the years going back to the 80s, like RDP, Overdose. Crazy. You know, because, you know, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more recently, you know, you got uh, the all-female outfit, Nervosa. I mean, you got just so many great extreme bands that are from there. Mm-hmm. But recently, we're starting to see and hear more of the straight-up rock bands. Obviously, like yourself, uh, we, we interviewed a band not long ago, Electric Mob. 
which is another nice. great young band uh, that's getting a lot of attention. Has there been sort of like a shift in terms of like musical taste and attitude, at least with the younger generation of fans in Brazil and South America? I mean, are they more into like the more like the maybe bluesy eighties inspired stuff instead of that extreme stuff that they're known for? Yeah, I think uh, Brazil is such a um, rich country musically, you know, like, um, uh, but at the same time, it's funny because being here, we're surrounded by this um, really uh, big wave of um, country music, but it's not country oh, wow. music like uh, like uh, the USA uh, okay. type of uh, genre. It's, it's, it's a Brazilian country music. Mm-hmm. And it's really popular. Like everywhere, everywhere you go, you're gonna hear it. You know. So, mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's it, it's almost like in a revolution type of thing that that I feel like the 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 youth, you know, just coming to like, dude, we can't take this anymore, and let's do some rock and some, you know, some uh-huh. <laughs> play some <laughs> guitars and hear some, you know, distorted uh, guitars and stuff like that so it's it's almost like that to me that's that's how how i feel about it you know it's uh it's just like as a as a response to all the uh country and the funk music that we have mm. uh down here you know and it's mm. a huge country man you know yeah. it's huge oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. and uh so you have like if you go to the south like really down south in brazil it's completely mm-hmm. different from like middle and up north or northeast you know it's mm-hmm. really different i mean musically they have like even like different styles and crazy stuff like that. Uh, a lot of it, I've like it's it's uh, it's even even to me, you know, like I, I that I live here for for so long, and there's a, a bunch of things that, are, that, like here and there, you discover new new types of you know Brazilian music, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's really rich, you know, um, really. Uh, I mean, culture the, the culture, you know, of music yeah. here. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, just to pivot back real quick to um, you know uh, when you, when you left Sepultura, I mean, I remember reading a statement you made that said you know the, one of the things was you were you were raising a flag that wasn't yours. You were referring to the fact, obviously, you took over for someone. Uh, but you know, but I mean, you know, it happens all the time in bands, right? People take over yeah. for people. But uh, you know, the documentary Sepultura Endurance it gave us a little more insight, and it's it's sort of in my from what I saw, it was sort of similar, sort of parallel. So Metallica was some kind of monster. And the same thing when Jason Newstead was leaving Metallica. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you say that, you know, both those situations were, were kind of similar? I mean, and it was, was it because that you felt that, you, you know, same with Jason, you didn't really maybe receive that. You received sort of that same dismissive treatment in terms of never really being accepted as an equal member of the band during your tenure. Yeah, but it's not really. No. I mean, I, I was accepted and, um, you know, um, uh, it, it was more like we were having uh, problems with, I mean, I, I was having problems with uh, the managers uh, back then. It was really mm-hmm. a, a difficult, uh, um, we, we weren't finding a way to, you know, to get like things properly working for, you know, because I, I was still, uh, and, um, I had a contract with them still mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't, uh, I mean, part of the uh, the business as a as a as a business i mean part of the band as a business you know and that that was tricky uh back then i remember you know having a problem with the manager and uh and that was there was there was also you know a lot of traveling a lot of you know away from home and uh i was uh trying to to raise my kids and so it's, it was just a bunch of things together you know that that i, I kind of felt like dude this is 
I don't think this is uh, for me now. You know, I, I need to to leave this for for a little bit and just clear my mind. And uh, so I kept my king. As soon as I came back to Sao Paulo, I uh, built this studio here, as, um, Family Mob Studios, and uh, then started like uh, different things. You know, uh, but I, I needed to um, just to, to I, I needed to leave the band because it was it was really hard back then to me. You know, to deal with all all that. But um, after, you know, like it's been it's been almost 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I love the guys, man. I mean, we're friends. We, 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 you know, they come here all the time. They, uh, you know, we still talk and uh, it's all good, man. I mean, it's, okay. it just happened like that. And it wasn't uh, for me. It, it was difficult for me back then, you know, with this um, Uh, money-wise and with uh, the manager thing, you know, just mm -hmm. a bunch of things together that, you know, ended up just leaving the band. That's pretty sure. much it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you obviously found great management with whatever you're doing with Ego Kill Talent because, <laughs> my God, these I'm reading the bio and I'm like, okay, they played with Shinedown. Okay, Metallica yes. and, yeah. uh, you know, Foo It's, Fighters and Queens. Yeah, I was man. like, I was like, who do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, man, it's been a blast, man. I mean, just one thing after the other, you know, one thing leading to the other too, you know. Um, of course, we, we know a bunch of people here in Brazil. We all, you know, uh, in our own uh, paths, we, 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 we have, we, I mean, Tio and Rafael, they used to do this huge festival here in Brazil. So they used to know, um, I mean, they, they know a lot of people from the industry, you know, so they kept those contacts, of course. And uh, but I mean, dude, it's it's a lot of hard work, you know, mm -hmm. as a band. We, we we're we're very like we're very like a, a, a like a working band, you know, we, we we we're working hard all the time, you know. So it's not I mean, I know that, of course, there is contact and everything else, but uh, nothing of that w would happen if we. If you weren't, you know, playing as hard as we are, you know, like mm. playing the game as hard as we are, you know, it's it's just like a, a lot of hard work to um, to get there. And it's been it's been it's been a blast, man. I mean, we've played a bunch of Lollapaloozas already. I mean, mm. Rock and Rio twice, you That's know, great. a bunch of uh, really nice shows in Europe and with such huge bands like those that you mentioned, you know, it's been it's been a blast, man. Really. Yes. Are there are there bands that their audience was not receptive to you? Because again, <laughs> I, I'm, reading, I'm I'm thinking you guys with Within Temptation, that's yes. odd mix, you know. It, but, it is. It you is know, awesome. have yeah. there been any bands that were just where the fans were just like, oh god, that 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 was actually a tour that we were you know thinking about, like, dude, should we do it? Should we not do it? And uh, right, but you know, as a as a baby band you know i'm gonna put it this way you know like trying to build your your career and like doing like everything that you can for the band and uh you can't miss a spot like that you know so it, it's it's almost like uh you gotta put like a, a warrior mode on to right you know get on stage and and, sure. and uh and um convince people you know so almost like that but but we never had like uh, a problem actually it was always yeah. like I mean, within Temptation, which, which was probably the, the the weirdest, you know, place that we could play because of the, the genre, you know. Sure. Uh, that, I remember, like, since the first show, after, like, a couple of songs, three songs, people were like, wow, that's 
that's cool. And then, and then at the end, like a lot of people enjoying, a lot of people, you know, taking pictures and buying the CDs. It was was awesome. Always, always good, man. I mean, mm -hmm. we, I mean, we, as I said, you know, we always do everything we can possibly do, man. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, this thing is very, um, it's true for us, you know, sure. it's not, it's not something like we're not putting this, uh, together for likes on YouTube or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I see a lot of that, man, you know, like people that, you know, putting bands together, doing faces here and there and just pretending, uh, we're not, it's really honest, you know, like sure. we, we do that mm -hmm. because we really love and, and do the best we can to, you know, and, and to keep joy on it too, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, this is this is going to sound like a doom and gloom question, and it's not meant to. It's just something I was thinking of when I was when sure. I was preparing for the interview. Uh -huh. I, bands inevitably have lineup changes. I mean, you've obviously been a part of that. Uh -huh. Is there like a crazy amount of additional pressure in this band to replace somebody if you ever had to? <laughs> just because you guys all write and play multi instruments, it's got yeah. to. I mean, to replace somebody that can play drums and bass or whatever exactly. and do it at, at the highest form, that's got to be nuts, right? That's going to be a problem, man. If, if, <laughs> if that happened, I mean, if we have to replace someone, that's going to be a problem, yes. But um, um, it's – there's – I mean, with that said, I mean, there, there's um, – we never just, – just to make clear, you know, uh, to make it clear, it's – we never do the uh, line eight, the the lineup change um, for like a, a, a virtuose uh, a, a thing. You know, it's it's not like we want to show off that we can't play. You know, mm -hmm. it's very very natural that it happens. You know, like it's it's like if I wrote this song and then Hafiro is on the drums, he's gonna play the drums on that song. And the way that we record the song, that's the way that we're gonna perform it live. You know, so we we we're, mm -hmm. we're not like on the on the you know, like before a show, just like, oh, you're playing this this one tonight and you're playing this one tonight. So, you know, so it's not it's always like there is like a, a, um, a lineup for each song. Always. It's always the same. You know, sure. the songs that I play the drums is always the songs that I play the drums. And if I never plays the songs that, that I play. But yes, man, I mean, if that happened, that's going to be that's going to be a big problem for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not, man. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> well, John, man, you know, in Europe, and obviously you know, in here too, in the U.S., I mean, many bands and fans, they're, they're starting to warm up to the idea of these drive-in concerts since it's yeah. really the only way to play live, even though the experience is greatly diminished. But, I mean, is there anything like that happening down in Brazil, South America? Is that something you guys would consider doing? It it is, and actually, we're 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 doing the first one on uh, September 11, on uh, next oh, Friday. Right. Yes, okay. we're, we're playing um, uh, this big event. You know, uh, Bob Bernquist, the skateboarder. No. Oh yes, I heard him. Yeah, yeah, very famous mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, he he's Brazilian and a very very close friend, and mm -hmm. he's doing this big event and uh, where he's gonna put the um, you know that the. I don't know how they how they call it in in in, in English the 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 pipe thing that they go over, yeah the half pipe the, the half, half pipe, pipe exactly yeah. yeah they're gonna put one of those and there's like this huge ramp on the side mm. and then and then they stage right behind it and we're gonna play mm. on that event and that's oh, gonna cool. be on a, yeah yeah September 11th that's gonna be awesome man I mean and we we yeah. haven't played like live like that for 
such a long time, you know. So it's gonna yeah. be a blast. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It, is that is that comfortable or does that feel does it feel really kind of weird to you it's, know play for people honking <laughs> their horns in your car or whatever? It does feel really strange, man. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Uh, it happens time and uh, we have a, a really a huge band upon in brazil called the quest and um they when when they played i'm friend with, with them and uh they sent me some images of the show and it was so such a weird feeling man because i was yeah. kind of i got emotion for for a little bit because um you know like just to see that this is happening it's it's already been good you know i mean at least they're playing you know it's a it's a live show but at the mm -hmm. same time with a bunch of cars you know it's just <laughs> weird man it's really it's weird, weird yeah <laughs> but i, right. I mean it's, it's it, as i said you know it's a it's a it's great to have this opportunity you know i mean I've, yeah we haven't played for such a long time and i'm just i just can't wait you know can't wait sure yeah. What what do you, what do you consider the band's strength to be? You know, I I was reading the band's press, and it it really focuses on the live show. It 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 really talks about the live show. But listening to the music, you guys are obviously very gifted as far as you know the ability to craft songs and write hooks Thank and you, you know. Uh, so you. where where do you think the strength is? Do you think the strength is the writing, or do you think the strength is actually the the live performance? Because it's so different than what anybody else is doing. Yeah, uh, I think it's a little bit of both, you know. Because, uh, as I said before, this uh, this um, this thing of having uh, of changing the, the the lineup is such a different thing to deal with, you know. And 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 as I said, you know, it's it's so rich musically because it brings so much more to the to the table, you know. So. It, it makes us really excited, you know, because it's all the time. It's just really, uh, it takes, uh, it takes to, it takes it to a different level all the time, you know, and uh, it's just, it, it's great, you know, and, uh, but I, I guess the, uh, this, this thing about the, the live performances, it has a lot to do with the, um, the energy that we, um, that, that we like to, uh, interact, you know. I, I mean, it's so it's so honest, and it's we're so enjoying that moment, you know, when we were there. It's not like a uh, like a job or like something that we're trying to prove. It's sure. really like enjoyment, you know. So that that kind of, it's transparent, you know. I think people get that that uh, vibe, you know, that we're mm -hmm. trying to uh, when when we're doing that uh, live, you know, on the live performances. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jean, the band is called Ego Kill Talent. It is fantastic. Um, I recommend to everybody, if, even if you're not going to buy it, at least go to the streaming sites and stream the live album because the live album is yeah. really, really special. Really good. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Listen That's cool. So yeah. check that out. And, John, where should people go to keep up with the band and find out when when and if they ever are going to let you play gigs again and all that. Good stuff. <laughs> well, there's uh, the website, you know, eagleqtalent.com and uh, mm -hmm. all the social media, um, Instagram slash eagleqtalent, YouTube slash eagleqtalent, uh, Twitter slash eagleqtalent. So, yeah, man, please, please check us out um, on uh, Spotify or whatever, you know, whenever you, you, you can. And, uh, yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity, man. It was great to meet you. 
Sure. Well, I hope to see you yeah. somewhere in the world, man. Sure. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Jeez, All right. Girl. And we are out. <laughs> Quick and easy, right. dude. That was that was so good. All Thank right. you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And yeah. and, and was I fun, was man. not yeah. even kidding you, man. Yeah. Alex, when I saw you play with Alex, what oh, that's awesome. That's that so good that? to hear, man. That's it was awesome. at the Cleveland Agora, and I mean, you guys just tore the room and apart, and it was so good. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Are you guys, right, are you guys okay there with the, all these uh, pandemic times? Are your families all, all safe? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're I'm healthy. Good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone's great. I, yeah, we're, we're fortunate. Yeah. I work yeah. from home anyway, so this is just nothing new to me. It's just the same. <laughs> that's good, man. You guys be safe, man. You guys be yeah, safe. You, much love. You too, right. John. Thanks yeah. so much, Take care, John. Yeah, Take care, buddy. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions Please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.